Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, I'm interviewing Leonie Beck. Now, I have interviewed quite a few athletes in the past, whether they're Olympic athletes, whether they're professional in other sports. I Bowling comes to mind. A lot of different athletes and definitely in, in sports that we don't know as much about. Uh, of course, there's people that are you know diehards in bowling and, and water polo and some of those uh, sports that I've, I've spoken with, but the general public doesn't know them as much as football and basketball and baseball and soccer and, and all those type of things. Uh, Leonie Beck is a open water swimmer, and the added thing uh, compared to some of the other Olympic athletes I've spoken to is she is a Olympic swimmer for the German national team. So she competes for Germany, which, of course, most of the people I've had on have been from the U.S. team. Uh, so it's a little bit different, different process. We go through the process, you know, with these with these U.S. Olympians on on how they get to uh, to the Olympics and and what competition looks like in their sport. It's a little different, certainly in Germany. Uh, the competition is is a lot different, given that they don't uh, you know they don't do their sports in in school. There's not you know a, a school swimming team, both in in high school and in college and all that it's just it's a separate separate world uh, leone actually kind of did her sport in a, in a very different way where um she was in the club level she was actually a pool swimmer you know the, the kind of swimmer that we we know um when it comes to being in a pool and, and swimming the laps and butterfly and breaststroke and all those kind of things um, she wasn't getting the results that she wanted and she switched to open water swimming which was uh, quite successful for her. We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about just how successful. Um, but uh, she'll talk about what pool swimming is, um, and then what, uh, of course, her her new her new passion, which is open water swimming. She'll talk about exactly what uh, what the difference is there. Um, open water swimming is swimming out outside in the elements, whether it's in a uh, in the ocean, whether it's in a lake several times here i talk about it being in a river she finally towards the end says it's it's not normally in rivers uh but ocean lakes those type of things um so you're you're dealing with the elements you're dealing with all that you're dealing with 40 other people in a big old bunch which is a a kind of a contact sport at that point you don't have your your roped off lanes so totally different world when it comes to, to swimming i was i was just mesmerized um, to talk to her about, I guess, kind of the the process of, of getting around the the buoys and then having 40 people all, all bunched up. These these competitions are two hours long, and you know the the winners are are literally determined by hundredths of a second. So you have this two hour long competition, and hundredths of a seconds uh, is what uh, is what separates people. So interesting for sure, for sure there. Um, she actually left Germany and moved to Italy to train. We'll talk about why that's the case. We'll talk about her success recently in the um, European Championships and the World Championships and her future um, with the Olympics. The The next one coming up will be in, in Paris. So a lot to learn this week about a, a sport that people don't know as much about, which is open water swimming. Uh, a lot to learn about uh, the German national team and how that works. Lot to learn about just a, an amazing athlete. It was it was such a pleasure to speak with her. So here is Leonie Beck. I'm here today with Leonie Beck. Miss Beck, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Nice to be here with you. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me. If you would just introduce yourself. Um, I'm Leonie Beck. I'm an open water swimmer. I was also a pool swimmer. I'm from Germany, and. Yeah, now I'm living since one and a half years in Italy and train with the Italian part of the national team. Uh, but before my whole life, I was in Germany and I still compete for Germany. Yeah, and how do you, how, we, we had to kind of figure out time. Obviously, we're in two very different time zones. How do you like, uh, I guess, your first year and a half in, in Italy? Is it a lot different than Germany? How, how's, uh, how's that experience going? 
Mm, yeah, it's like the training, of course, everywhere you have to train really hard. Um, in Germany, in Italy, for uh, my sport, swimming, you have to train a lot everywhere. But I think from the country and the philosophy of the people, Italy is a bit different to Germany. Um, maybe the people are more spontaneous, more emotional, more um, spontaneous also. So I think there's a bit difference in this in the way of thinking and there's a reason why it's Dolce Vita the nice life and yeah but I like both countries yeah and I want to kind of get to the, the start of your your swimming so what uh I guess what what started your your passion for for all things water um I have two brothers one older one younger and my older brother went to the swimming club and so as a younger sister, I also wanted to go and join the swimming club. So that's how we all three ended up in, in swimming. And yeah, so all of my sisters, siblings, um, no, not sisters. I don't have sisters. <laughs> of my siblings are swimmers. Yeah. So it was, a, do you have older, is it older brothers that just like you wanted to do what they were doing or, or how did that work out? Yeah, I think, yeah, <laughs> because, uh, you know, as a younger sister, you uh, look up to your older brother and uh, want to do the same things like like him. So that's how we all ended up in swimming. <laughs> yeah, I always like to ask this question because I hear that a lot from athletes that it's, you know, their older brother or older sister that kind of inspired them. And the funny thing is, I always like to ask, are you better now than your siblings? And the funny thing is I talked to somebody who was literally a two-time Olympic gold medalist in water polo, top of her sport, and she still wouldn't necessarily say she was better than her sister who didn't didn't go past high school in water polo. But can you say that you're better than your brothers in swimming? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they, My, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, like not unfortunately, but um, of course I would be happy if my, my siblings would – achieved the same but my older brother was in the national level and he always qualified for the german nationals but never reached the world level and at one point if you yeah if you're not swimming in this high level you have to decide in which way you want to go because at one point uh, swimming is not um you don't earn so much money to to make your life after so you have to decide uh, to make university so you can feed your family one day and that's why he decided to stop to quit swimming like five or six or more years ago and my younger brother was also quite good he did um he was junior world champion with the relay um also in the pool but um yeah the federation didn't take so much care on the younger people and didn't take them to competitions to even not even to European championships. So at one point he said, why should I continue swimming if I'm not allowed to, to go, to go to the competitions. Um, and he was top five in 100 freestyle at the, from all the German, German guys. So yeah, it's a bit sad, but so he decided to quit also more or less one year ago. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they both were, were definitely at a high level, but I, then that kind of, brings us to the next question. That is kind of the process of being on the national team. You know, I, I've talked to a lot of people that are based in the U.S. and are on the U.S. national team for a lot of different sports. Um, but I wonder what the difference is when it comes to joining the German national team. And I want to, I guess the first question I want to start out with that is in the instance of, you know, your, your brothers, where does, I guess, the process start when it comes to a lot of these sports you know or do you have junior academies for you know seven-year-olds like sometimes we do and where do you think is the level that hey you know your brother didn't get to the you know international level at 20 or something like that is is that now too late or do people continue on and on to try to to get onto that national team um so we we don't have like you said, academies, we have, um, of course, clubs and you can join a swimming team, swimming club, and then you you grow there and train more every year um, and continue in this way. 
And then depends if you qualify for maybe, I don't know, for Bavaria, for the different parts of Germany. And then there's a team Bavaria. Then there's a team, I don't know, and they do little competitions um, to uh, yeah get to know the, the, the swimmers and athletes, how it's with competition. And so you continue and um, work on to reach the nationals. And then, of course, you can... Yeah, do competitions in parts of Germany with your club. And then you try to qualify for the German nationals. First junior, and then at one point, if you're old enough or good enough for the um, adults nationals. And then you can qualify there for the world championships or for international competitions. Yeah. And we have an adult national team and a youth junior um, national team. So the European youth. Uh, championships or world junior championships you're in the junior team and then you can if you're good enough do the step to the adults is everything when it comes to swimming at the the club level obviously here you know even in school and in high school and in college people swim competitively is there any of that when it comes to you know your education area that you're swimming or is it all the club on the club side um you mean that there is in college already swimming more important than or, or how? Well, I mean here, so like for your high school, you're you're swimming for your local high school and then you're swimming for your college. I don't think you necessarily have sports tied in with your school, correct? No, we don't. We have like it's um, really rare um, schools who are sports schools. It's just in a few parts of Germany, like maybe there's three or four schools in whole Germany. But um, yeah, no one cares so much about the sport in, in Germany. So the most important is the school. And if you want to do the sport besides, you do the sport besides. But there's, yeah, there's not so, it's different to America, totally different. Wow. In Germany, there's like only football. And yeah, that's it for a long list. And then maybe there's... um. No, it's only football, and the rest you have to to look how you how you get better, more or less. Yeah. Right. Well, for the American listener, which we're pretty much the only one that doesn't call it football, but we're talking about soccer here. Um, and I'm I soccer. yeah, <laughs> and I wonder um, too. I guess given that it's not tied in with your school, because here, of course, you know, when you're in high school, right after you know, classes in people have practice. So it's kind of an easy way to tie in your education with your sports for better or worse. I don't know whether it necessarily should be that way, but that's the way that it is that it is a big focus. So how do you make sure that you're able to balance those two things? I'm sure given that you compete at such a high level, you were already competing while you were finishing your, you know, your education. So what, what's that look like? What's that balancing act look like given that you're school has nothing to do with your your sports and they could care less about it um yeah i was lucky because in in my hometown they um started to put a few classes for for sport so there was one school in my location where i live um they started to put from the eighth class yeah f degree agree um until you finish that you're there is one in from all the classes it's sport and there was rowing, basketball, swimming, soccer, and maybe now there's more. But they try to make the shadow around the competitions, around uh, your training. And there was in the week six hours for your sport. So three times a week, there's two hours of the whole learning shadow where you can do your sport. So this was really lucky because you can talk with your teachers and say, hey, I can't uh, come here. I have competition here i have a training camp here and i think if you're yeah an open person and communicate with the teacher you you find a way and they will understand and um respect and try to help but if you're in the school and not are not interested in getting your degree or don't even participate in the in the in the class of course you will not um they will not respect what you do or i don't know 
but I was a person, I, I tried to do my best in class, in school. I was not the best student for sure because I didn't have the best degrees, but I tried at least to um, to be, uh, yeah, focused in school also, um, even when I was tired of the training. Okay, but I tried to do my best also in school. Yeah, no, I understand that. I want to kind of move into your, I guess, your your areas of specialization when it comes to swimming. Because um, I think a lot of people, when they think of, of swimming and swimmers, they're thinking of, you know, the the pool and doing the relays and the free free strokes and breaststrokes and all this kind of stuff where yours is a little bit different where you're mostly an open water swimmer how did that happen how did you go from kind of a a pool to i guess swimming in what what are you swimming in rivers and things like that talk a little bit about your certain area of swimming um yeah i was a pool swimmer until the olympic games in rio I always qualified for world championships, European championships, and then also for the Olympic Games in Rio. But I was never able to do personal best in the most important competition of the year. So I always qualified, but I was never happy with the result, how I how I finished my race. And the Olympic Games in Rio was one of the worst for me because um, I was... I was really bad. I got sick also in the preparation and I was miles away of my personal best time. So after I said, okay, I don't want this anymore. This um, is really bad for my mind. Um, yeah. If you're always are disappointed by yourself, you're, you're um, afraid to get disappointed for the next race. Again, this period also, I think it's a period from the girls when you, how do you say when you get in poop? Puberty? No. When you grow. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's totally normal in every sport. You can see in the result that in this um, period of time, your performance is stuck. You don't get better. Your performance is in one lane. You, You train a lot and you try everything, but it's not getting better. And it's a it's a time where a lot of athletes stop their sport because they say, why should I continue? Um, there's other things in life than sport. There's other more interesting things. There's party, there's, I don't know, um, boyfriends or something. And that's why a lot of people stop in this period. But if you continue and go over this period of time, um, you will succeed. You will be successful in the future. And I was, um, I had three years of of this time and it was really hard. So that's why I was not good in the, I don't know why, but anyway, I didn't do personal best. And yeah, after I decided after you, I I don't want this anymore. Um, Or I stop or I go to open water. Um, My club is in Germany, um, the headquarter for open water we have with thomas lutz 12 times olympic uh, 12 times world champion two times medalist at the olympic games in open water so it was clear that i try at least maybe so we decide uh, we decide okay i don't do pool anymore and i try open water and i try to qualify in another sport for the olympic games in tokyo open water and yeah that's how i decided the change from pool to open water yeah so are those two very different I guess, Olympic teams when it comes to pool and open water, are they still part of, you know, the one German national swimming team or is it two separate things that are, you know, two different federations, if you will? Um, No, it's the same federation. It's the German swimming federation. Um, And also some of them are also in the pools. Like me, I sometimes, of course, I, for example, last year, I was also competing at the European championships in the pool. Um, because it was in Rome, in the most beautiful pool in the world uh, for some. So I said, okay, if I'm already qualified, I I do the race and after open water. Um, But it's the same federation. What makes the two different? Which, I mean, I feel like the one thing that that would be different to to navigate is a pool. You kind of know what you're getting into. You know what probably the temperature is going to be. You kind of know what the you know, the water's going to be like, cause you've been in a pool with that many people before in that same size. So it's not going to be, you know, cur- undercurrents and waves and stuff like that. What's it like having to deal with, you know, a, a natural body of water that isn't 
as predictable and then having to compete in that that water yeah um this is really the difference of the sport like um in the pool like you say you always know the water has 26 degrees you will have your own lane you will be in the heat blah 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 um and in open water you you don't know what to expect there can be waves there can be flat water this the water can be cold it can be warm there can be rain or sun current there can be even sharks or i don't know snakes or something and um then also is a two-hour race instead of 1500 or 800 uh eight or 60 minute race um so it can be really long if there is re- a lot of waves and current and stuff. Um, 10K can be really long. So you have, not, of course, to make a tactic also for the race. And then I think it's a contact sport because if you imagine 40 athletes want to go around one buoy, uh, it's, it can be close and you can get an elbow in the face or, I don't know, someone hit you on the head or on the hips or kick you somewhere because they want their own way. I don't know. Um, so it's a different sport and there's a lot of things you cannot, um, how you say, if, if you're not able to, to control everything right. because a lot of surroundings that you're not able to control. So how did you, because you did go from a pool where you did have your own lane and no one was going to get in your lane to now having to be in an area that's jumbled up and people are, you know, throwing arms around and kicking and stuff like that to try to, to get to the, the same buoy like you're talking about. How did you adapt to that? Because I feel like those are two very different things where you went from not being touched to, to potentially being scratched. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really hard in the beginning because um, open water is a sport of experience. So if you're not really talented for this sport, you need a lot of experience. And me, I was really not talented for this sport. Um, in the beginning, I came out with bleeding eyes because my they hit me on my Googles and stuff. Um, and I was like, I didn't know what to do, how to react on, cer- on certain moments. So I was it was really hard in the beginning, but um, also there I, I kept going and know, okay, from competition to competition, it's going to be more easy it's going to be better and better and um in the end it worked like this and i did um yeah a lot of competitions and after one year i already won two medals at the european championships um and yeah at one point you know to how understand um how to behave in the feeding station um how to go around a boy how to around how to react if someone wants to fight with you and um like this you you get a feeling um how to yeah how to interact with all the different situations yeah and i want to get back to you know the world or you know, the european championships here in a little bit and your your success in the past year but i want to kind of go back to you know that that first olympics you talked about how you maybe you weren't super happy with it but still a, a ginormous accomplishment to to qualify for the olympics and uh, to compete there so what was that like you know that first experience in going to the olympics and knowing that you're going to be representing your your country um i was always a person or an athlete who was um not thinking in the way like qualifying is everything i was always the person who was only happy when i was um, happy with my result when I um, are, when I was satisfied with my how I performed, and if this was not the case, I I was not happy. I, for example, a lot of people say um, it's nice there because you can party at the Olympic Games um, and stuff. But I was never interested in in stuff like this. I I just wanted to be satisfied with my race, and then I'm happy with the competition and. Of course, it's it's um, there's also a lot of great parts at the Olympics, Olympic Games. You see superstars like the NBA players. It's amazing to to see them, just to see them eat and to see how they uh, interact with each other or how they move. I don't know. It's really amazing to see because they are superstars. They are not only athletes. Of course, everyone who's in the Olympic Village is have a place deserved uh, at the Olympic Games and uh, qualified, but I don't know. It's uh, in Germany. You don't have NBA players. Like 
in sport, you have the soccer players, which are really famous and are superstars, but that's it. Maybe we have tennis player Alexander Zverev and um, the rest. I don't know. There's so many nice and beautiful sports, but in Germany, no one cares so much. It's it's different to America, unfortunately, because I think um, athletes deserve to, to, I don't know, not get celebrated, but... Um, deserve a bit attention to to what they do and um how many effort they put into into what they do and stuff so um i think america is, is in this kind of way really really um far from germany and above germany um but yeah of course the olympic village is something incredible and crazy when you when you see for the first time and so do you think that this is a a germany thing or a leone thing that you you said that you weren't all that you really thought about was that you weren't really satisfied with your result where, you know, I've talked to a lot of Olympians before and that didn't do very well that, that, you know, barely passed the first race, but then they talked all about how, you know, the experience was amazing and just being able to represent the country was awesome. It doesn't sound like that's necessarily what you're saying. So do you think it's because you're hard on yourself or it's the way that the, I guess the sports culture works within you know, the, the German national team? Mm, I think it's my point of view. Um, I think every athlete, of course, is different and every way, every athlete has his own way of thinking, but um, I don't think it's a, it's a German way of thinking. It's my point of view. And for example, I don't know, maybe I'm the only athlete in the world who left the Olympic Games before, but in Rio, I was, I was so sad about my race. I said to the German team I want to leave earlier and um, swimming is in the first part of the Olympic Games so you have one week of party or whatever you want to do in the Olympic Village but I said I don't want to stay here anymore I'm uh, I want to leave I want to go home and um, so I asked for a flight um, a few days before like two days after my race and I flew home before I even had to fly home so I don't know if I'm the only athlete in the world did this but um, maybe like I think it's my point of view like not i i don't know i you cannot um make a it's not not everyone is the same like <laughs> well hopefully you know that was 2016 hopefully since then maybe you've given yourself a little bit more you know leeway and credit because that's a, i mean that's a huge accomplishment i hate for you to obviously not everyone can finish first or or you know we we wouldn't have competition but you should you should feel good about where you where you got um, I also wonder, so did you, that was 2016. Did you compete in the next Olympics? Yeah, in Tokyo. Yeah. So what, uh, I guess, what from that first experience did you take to the next? Um, and then what was that second experience like? Were you at least able to enjoy that? It was a different kind of Olympics with, with COVID going on, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, this was my my pool part as an adult and um like I was lucky, I was really successful at the junior, and I won also the European Youth Championships. It was really good swimmer, it was like really successful in the youth already. Um, but then you know the time with blah 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 Olympics and everything. So that's why I said I want to change something, or I stop, or I go to open water. And open water is more, I don't know, more the the mind is more easy. The mind is more because. I don't know why, but every everything is more relaxed. Um, you, it's another vibe, I, I would say. Um, so from then, it's another, like a new life started more or less for me. And Tokyo was a complete diff, a completely different uh, Olympic Games for me because this time, of course, there was uh, COVID and stuff, but also I, I didn't care about this. Um, and open water is in the second half, so. Everyone had to leave after 24 hours after their own race when they uh, stopped competing. So there were not many people in the village anymore. Um, it was like a ghost village more or less, but it was nice anyway because you can concentrate on your sport and, and stuff. And yeah, I, this time I had another mindset going into the Olympic Games. I said, okay, now I, I want to enjoy what I do. I want to enjoy my race. I want to just... Um, take everything what I can take from this Olympic Games. And um, this time I was fifth in the race. And um, I think a fifth place is yeah, really, really good. And it was a 
one or two seconds to the medal and four seconds for the gold medal um, to be Olympic champion. So, and it's a two hour race, like just to know um, how, how less um, was missing. Um, but I was really happy with the result. So this was the opposite of, of Rio for me. Well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that for sure. And yeah, that's the thing that just shocked me. One, just how long these races are. When I was looking at your, your times yesterday, with these things being two hours, I can't imagine the, how did you train for, from moving from the pool that I think probably the longest races are 12 to 15 minutes to now two hours. What, what was that like? What was that stamina training like? Did you already just kind of naturally have that? Or was that, did that take a lot of, of training to be able to swim for that long? Um, the training didn't change so much because if you're an endurance swimmer, you have to train anyway a lot. Maybe now you have to swim a bit more, but not even too much more. Maybe the intensity is a bit different. Maybe you have to to do more long distance stuff. But um, in the end, I think it's more or less equal than I did before. Um, but yeah, of course, we our trainings is from two to three hours every day, two times. So we, we have to train a lot. We have to swim a lot. And um yeah, it didn't change so much. So you have to put effort in the pool and in the open water and, and everywhere in every sport. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about because we originally planned to talk back in mid 2022. And you said, hey, I'm about ready to go to the uh, European Aquatics Championships. Uh, we're going to have to put this off. You did pretty well at this championship. So talk a little bit about that experience, because I think you, you got the results that you were hoping for there. In the World Championships, yeah, no. Right, whichever one that you've won a gold medal, we're giving away the the. Ah, yeah, yeah, World, yeah, World Championships uh, in in Budapest. Yeah, um, we won the world the gold medal with the team with the relay, um, in open water, and then I also won the silver medal in the in the Olympic distance ten k, and it was incredible. Like this was maybe the best result I've I've ever accomplished because. In open water, there's just one distance, which is Olympic, and um, it's the 10K. At the World Championships, we have 5K, 10K, 25K, and the relay, but only the 10K is Olympic. And to win a medal at the World Championships in Olympic distance is something really, really great. And um, I was really happy with the result. Yeah, it was uh, amazing because all the effort you put uh, every day, every week, uh, the whole year, um, it's a lot of pain, it's a lot of suffering. And if you accomplish a silver medal, or it was all like all three, the medals we touch really close. So of course you have to have a, a bit luck also, but um, in the end I got second and it was really good. Um, yeah, and in this moment you, you forget all the pain you had the last year and the last years. Um, and it's something incredible to achieve. So I think, um, yeah, also at the same day, there was the 10K of the boys and um, my teammates got silver and gold also in the 10K. So this was incredible because I love my team. I love my teammates. Um, we are going all through this together. And of course, everyone is individual and have to swim for his own. But if you win medals in the same distance at the same day with your teammates it's something crazy it's something so nice and no one can take it of you anymore no that's that's amazing and you talk about how these are are 10k races are you you said you know you're going around buoys so is this like kind of a a loop track or are you going completely 10 kilometers down a river or are you turning around somewhere no, no, it's um, a loop track, like maybe sometimes there's four boys or eight boys or something, and it's a square or a triangle or something. And then depending, my, my, sometimes the course is 2K, sometimes 2.5, and um, Olympic is most of the times 1.666, so it's seven laps. But um, normally maybe it's four laps or five laps, um, and then, yeah, it's a loop track. Yeah. Well, there's something. What did you win a gold medal at? Is that the European Championships? Yeah, yeah the European Championships. Yeah. Yeah. And where was that? I think that's the one we were we were about ready to talk before that. Or maybe I'm confused with the with the ones you've you've done a lot of things. You've won a lot of medals. 
<laughs> uh, the European Championships was in front of my door here in Rome. Uh-huh. Um, it was really nice because, um, you know, I'm a German and I'm training training in an Italian team competing for Germany. So it's uh, something really special. And I won the gold medal in Italy and the people went crazy. They were so happy and were celebrating me. And this was one of the most craziest feelings ever it was so so nice and I felt so grateful because like the second girl was Italian and but they were also happy for me they were not like boo or I don't know but they they loved me and they they celebrate it was so nice um and it's so nice to see that there is a country because like they really love sport in Italy um and in Germany unfortunately I don't know they I don't know if they would have celebrated the same way, but um, we were also we were really looking forward for the European Championships in in Rome because the Italian peoples are are sport people and they love sport and they they love to celebrate. So I felt really special when I won um, this gold medal and everyone was cheering for me and I was I was so happy. Yeah, yeah maybe that's that's the answer. But what made you decide to? moved to Italy and, and start training with the, the Italian team? Was it because of the, the sports culture there? Or was there other reasons? Um, after, before, so it's a, it's a bit longer story because before the Olympics, they canceled all the World Cups and I needed competition because I was only three years in, in this sport and then one year without competition because of COVID. So I needed competition. So I was asking for the nationals in France and Italy and I thought about Spain because the level is really high at the nationals there and France said uh, they cannot because of COVID and um, the rules blah 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 and Italy said and respond yeah of course you can come we are lucky if you come and uh, you can join us of course so I was going to compete at the Italian nationals and at the Europeans I was asking the coach, is everything clear for the competition and stuff? Uh, am I entered and stuff? And he said, yeah. And they even train at the same place where the where the Nationals is. Because of COVID, they have to move the pool and stuff. So after I was um, thinking of maybe I, I can join a few weeks, like two weeks before the competition and train with them. And it was the first time I went out of another training plan for, um but I thought maybe they train in the sea also. So it's nice to have a few sea sessions also before the Olympics. And I joined them for two weeks. It was a completely new training for me. And the group was really nice. It was like my my home city, like my home club. We were like a family. They were really funny. Um, of course, Italy is a nice country. And then after the, the coach said, if you want, you can come again and join for, I don't know, for how how long you want and then I said okay if I have the opportunity to make an a year out of like a foreign country year I don't know how you say but in Germany they do in school or in university a semester in another country and I never did I never did before and I say okay maybe if I have the opportunity now um, if I do it's in the Olympic it's in the after Olympic year because the results doesn't matter so much and um if I don't like it there, I can pack my bags and go back to Germany. Um, but of course, I liked it so much. And then I decided after one year, okay, this was a really successful year for me. So I stay until Paris. And um, yeah, but it was a big, big step because it's going out of your comfort zone, out of your loved uh, people, out of the family, out of your city in a, in a country you don't know the language. I, I didn't know one word Italian. Um, so yeah, it was a big step, but now I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Can you speak Italian now? <laughs> um, a bit. It's, um, of course, after one and a half year, you, you learn something, um, and I can understand almost everything, but I'm a bit lazy to speak because we are always so dead from the training. So <laughs> it's hard to, to learn new, but yeah, of course I, I can speak a bit. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can't, so I'm not challenging at all. Um, <laughs> but so, you know, you said that after a year you decided to stay. So is, is this where you're planning on staying at least for the foreseeable future? Is it somewhere that you're, you're planning on staying at now or, or what does that look like? Um, yeah. My goal is to stay until Paris. 
mm. until Olympic Games here. And because I started now something new and I, I want to finish it. Um, and yeah, until Paris, it's a plan to stay here. The two last questions when it comes to open water. The first one is, I guess, what what does the outfit differ from, you know, the pool? We already talked about how we know it's going to be a certain temperature. It's going to be nice. You don't know that with the river. Do you, do you have to wear like a insulated wetsuit? Do you wear, you know, water shoes? What's it look like when you're swimming in a, in a river? Um, so we all also swim in ocean and in lakes. Like we, we never swim in river. Some like little times. So it's ocean and, or lakes. Okay. Yeah. And there is the rule between 16 and 20 degrees. There is wetsuit. Hmm. And if the water is 20 degrees, and up you're not allowed to wear the wetsuit so you wear the racing suit and if the water is above 31 there should be no competition and also under 16 degrees no competition because it's too dangerous um so this is the roots last question when it comes to to open water and that is we already talked about how these races are two hours but you know when you won that gold medal the european championships or pretty much any of these races the difference is just a few seconds when it comes to a two hour race. And then it comes down to a few seconds. What does that look like? Is it just a constant battle for two hours between people? Do people kind of just hang back a little bit? And then at the very end, it's just a sprint to, to win or, or what, what's the, what's the finishes look like in these type of races? Yeah, it's, it depends of course of the race, but um, now there is a lot of good swimmers. So the level is really equal at the first i would say 10 so during the race um there is no big gap between the swimmers so most of the times maybe in the end after seven or eight k someone is pushing and then the the row gets bigger so the a few swimmers lose the the first pack but most of the times the finish is really really close and then the swimmer wins who has the most energy in the in the sprint in the end and for example, in Guangzhou at the World Championships 2019, it was the qualification for Tokyo. So the top 10 in the in the race are qualified for the Olympic Games. So you can imagine what your goal is in this competition to be top 10. Because if you're not top 10 and someone else from your country is top 10, you're out of the Olympic Games. So it was the main goal to be top 10. And between the first and the tw 12th place, it was... 1.5 seconds mm. we were like the 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 first was single and then there was two rows on the on the touch like four people next to each other and the second row were five people next to each other and the touch on the board were like like this like mm. everyone touched at the same time and that's why there is photo finish also because it can happen that like there's rows coming inside and touch the board all in the same second. And uh, most of the time the finish is really close. And then it, it's because the level is so close and uh, the word level is, uh, yeah, everyone is equal, equal good. So there's a lot of good swimmers. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's really awesome. And I, I want to ask you now, you know, we, we've kind of talked about your story where it came from pool swimming where maybe you weren't having the success you want. So you, then you moved into open water and you know, that's, that's going extremely well. So what advice do you have to, to young, young swimmers uh, that want to be the next, the only back? <laughs> um, I would motivate them and say, keep going because it's something incredible to be an, an athlete. Um, I think you gain so much for life. You gain friendship that lasts for a lifetime you gain so much um yeah different point of views in life you you gain energy from things maybe other people will never see and if you achieve your goals like i don't know if if i can explain well but if you achieve your goal and you swim personal best or you touch first or you get a medal at the highest competition is something is something incredible and all the pain and the suffering you, you forget in this moment. And I think it's something really special to be an athlete, to be an, an, an international good athlete. And it's worth it to, to do the journey and to put all the effort inside. Um, and if you are really 
continuous and work hard for it, you you will get something back for sure. And also there is up and downs in sport. It's normal. Um, you cannot always succeed. There is also failure and it's completely normal. It's part of the sport. You cannot be always the best. So yeah, also there is positive and neg- negative things um, if you are good at the competition. Like if you won, won the world championships, the next world championships, no one cares if you're world championships. The race starts from zero. Everyone has the same chance. This is also positive for the people who are not so good at the last world championships or at the last competition because the next race you have, have the new chance. You have new chance to be better, to be to be the best. So you can always um, show, you, you have always to show again where you are, who you are and how's your performance. And you always have a new chance in every competition. No, I think that's awesome advice. Is this in season now? Or are you on the off season? Have you been in a pool today? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a pool every day twice. We have off season in August. Like we have two or three weeks um, off after the Olympics or World Championships, which are in the summer, in July and August. But except this two or three weeks, we have always training the whole year, uh, every day. <laughs> Except Sunday, if there's no competition. But yeah, um, we don't have so much free time. Yeah. Well, I want to, and it sound, doesn't sound like you have a lot of free time, but I want to, in wrapping up, kind of personify you. We've already talked a lot about how your your sport and you've committed, you know, a, a good chunk of your life to this sport. What, what I mean, what do you do outside of the the pool or outside of the, you know, the the open water? What what kind of things interest you outside of, of the sport? Um, I did my university next to swimming. I, I have my master's degree in media communication. I finished uh, one and a half years ago. It was important for me to do something next to swimming, to do something for the head, to have a degree for the life after swimming, because in Germany you you cannot live with uh, your swimming career after your career so you have to have something to show to a company to start to work and yeah um, took me a lot of like first school then the first degree then the second degree and that's what I what I did next to swimming and it was important for me yeah so what what does the future hold for you I assume that you're you're working your way to the next Olympics we already talked about that Talk a little bit about that process of moving to the next Olympics and then, you know, what the future you you hope holds for you once you're out of the sport. Um, yeah, my goal is, of course, um, Paris, the next Olympic Games. And after, I don't know, I, I will see how the result is, how I feel after. I don't have, like, plans now for, I don't know, at this point I will stop. I don't have, like, this. I, I want to see after and let like let the thing comes to me and yeah at one point if I stop my career um, I think it's a thing where a lot of athletes are a bit afraid of because you have to start a completely new life Uh, everything what was positive of the sport um, will not be there anymore and of course you don't have to suffer in the training anymore and stuff but you don't um, I'm top three in the world or even top 10 in the world in in my sport and I will in nothing in the world be top 10 anymore in the world like if I if I stop swimming like I have to to think about that I'm uh, like average in everything um and yeah because it's it's hard to be the the best in the world in anything even if it's in PlayStation you can imagine how many hours you have to train or to play to PlayStation to be the best in the world it's it's incredible and so i want to have a plan for my future so i i don't want to fall in the depression after i stop because um yeah it's it's really hard to switch this point and i think we athletes kind of live in a bubble because everything is um, fixed out of your your training how you prepare the best how you swim the best and everything is fixed around um, and if you ha- don't have this anymore, you're wake up and like, okay, and now, so you don't, you don't have a plan anymore. And so of course I, I want to work or have something for sure. 
but yeah, I'm I'm starting to make um, thoughts about my future and um, have an idea of what I want to do after. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the way that, I mean the the way that I would look at it, and the way that I think that I you know when I've talked to a lot of other people that maybe are moving into the next stage of their career, and that's you know outside of sports is you know, you've you've spent your whole life doing something that takes so much effort and so much training and so much teamwork that it, it, the, the next step should be pretty successful because if you put even half the amount of effort into, you know, a, a regular role, then you're going to succeed no problem. So, I mean, it doesn't take that much work, you know, to, for, for most other things. So I think that you've already got that, that work ethic that's going to make you successful. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, and that's, that's a, a good distance away. We're going to see you at this next Olympics. We're going to talk at that point about how you're a gold medalist. So we don't have to worry about your next <laughs> step. We've got, we've got steps before that, but no, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I want you to, to uh, shout out, if you will, any, any way that people can connect with you. They, they've listened to this. Now they want to, you know, follow along with your, your career. What, uh, what's your social media or any other ways people can, can connect with you? Uh, of course, you can you can write me. I have Instagram. Um, there's also an email address. So just write me. And I'm also happy about feedback um, if you like the episode or something. Um, and if you have questions, of course, I'm there. And um, yeah, on my Instagram, I think it's the easiest way to, to reach out for me. Very good. Well, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that was Leonie Beck. Really enjoyed speaking with her. Of course, we recorded this a few months ago. That's the case of, of most of these podcasts. Takes a little while to come out. I just, before before recording this outro, looked at her Instagram. Tons of things happening in these last few months. She's got gold medals galore hanging on uh, hanging on her neck. So she's only, only done more amazing things since our conversation. So if you want to follow along and, and just see all this gold, do go check out her Instagram as she spoke about. The link will be in the show notes. Go check out her website. Lots of great ways to, to follow along. Uh, she is preparing for uh, for the next Olympics, so we can uh, we can follow along there. If you remember, the last person I spoke with uh, that was preparing for Olympics did quite well after our conversation. So nothing but the best for Leone. I don't think she needs it because she is uh, she's amazing. So. We will certainly see there. Urge you to follow along with her. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, love for you to follow along uh, to, to the podcast as well on Instagram, Not Enough Podcast, on Facebook, Not Enough with Jackson Huff. Give us a follow or subscribe on Apple and on Spotify. Leave that five-star review while you're there and while you're on Apple. Leave a written review. Even more amazing. Uh, but uh, I really appreciate that. I appreciate you coming back next week. Another amazing guest to come. Uh, over 100 episodes in the past uh, with some, some really great people too. So uh, thanks for being here. Thanks, Leone, for being here. We'll see you next week. Take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think or, hey, Maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.